Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. This is Patrick Chimpone, and it's uh, December 15th. I don't know if you know this. I just found out today is Bill of Rights Day. Uh, so how serendipitous that we're going to talk about the Constitution here. We're running just a few minutes late because uh, uh, I was having a bad hair day, but I tried to fix it, but it's not happening. So, you know, we just rock. <laughs> well, rock and roll. Brandon Smith is going to be here in an hour or so. Brandon is with a, his organization is Alt Market, and he's going to be talking about um, um, collectivism, collectivism and socialism and why all these young whippersnappers are buying into it. He has some interesting ideas. So that'll be in about an hour. So we don't have quite as long as we thought we would with Richard Proctor, but uh, we'll deal with it. Richard is a cool guy. He's our constitutional go-to guy. He's out in Kaysville, Utah, where they had a whole bunch of snow. His book, the uh, latest one, is Saving the Constitution, but he's got a whole bunch of books at uh, provisinstitute.com. Is it a dot .com, Richard Proctor, or dot .org? Dot .com. Yes, dot .com, yes. Yeah, your website, you have a new website. That's really great. It looks great. Oh, yes, provisinstitute.com. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, it looks great. I how appreciate many, that. We're, we try to do a good job. Go ahead. How many books do you have now? I, you have uh, quite a few. Ten. Ten books. Whoa. What a guy. Two for homeschooling, two for homeschooling, and eight for everybody else. Wow. And they're all on ProvisInstitute.com, correct? Yes, they are all there. Uh-huh. Yes. When you were growing up as a little sprout, did you know about the Constitution, or what kind of turned you on? Oh, well, that's an interesting question. Here I am, a Boy Scout, you know? Yeah. 12 years old, 13, 12. I guess I was 12. And we were studying citizenship in the nation. And in citizenship of the nation, we had to learn about the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So we all did. It was all wrong. <laughs> not one thing we learned at that in that era was right. Not one thing. How's about that? But but back then you didn't know what was wrong, correct, Amundo? No, didn't. I didn't know it was wrong. Uh-uh. Yeah. I didn't. I, I knew there were some things that were wrong, even up until I, while I was writing Liberty series, I began to discover how much was wrong. Yeah. And that's that's when I decided I needed to write that book. I mean, there's a lot wrong. When I wrote Volume Four, the Liberty series. That has a full, almost 100 pages, 90 anyway, just about violations of the Supreme Court and a discussion of them. There's 57 violations in those few pages, and that's not all of them. That's just major ones. And so I I did that because of what I discovered when I was writing the volumes. Hmm. I mean, the uh, the well, I wrote the volumes, then I wrote Saving the Constitution because I discovered that in the volumes. That's how to say it. So when you say uh, violations in the Supreme Court... Supreme Court made decisions that, in your opinion, were actually abhorrent to the Constitution? Oh, yes, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Let me give you an example. Okay. I believe this one is 35, but I may not have it exactly right. Something to do with Tucker versus something. Okay. Uh, in that decision, the Supreme Court decided, and they said exactly, the Congress can spend money on whatever it wants, regardless of the Constitution. A couple of paragraphs later, they said, and anything we say is constitutional, regardless of the Constitution. Really? Yes. So then, in in sixteen, they said, we're going to call we're going to call tax we're going to call taxes. That's the Sixteenth Amendment, and I'm looking at it. Yes, sir. Shall have power to elect 
to collect taxes on incomes. No, they do not. That's not in the Constitution. From whatever source derived, that's not in the Constitution. Without apportionment, that's not in the Constitution. Without regard to census, that's not in the Constitution. Or enumeration, all those words are violations of the Constitution. Whoa. So that's why the 16th... Well, wait a minute. Uh, uh, IRS. Yeah, the IRS thing. So that's... And there's actually... I wish I had it here, but there's actually a Supreme Court decision that I used to have in my formerly nicotine-stained hands a long time ago, was that uh, that income was is actually only something that was the difference between when you sell something. It was not when you exchange your labor for money. That is not income, according to a Supreme Court decision. This was way back 18... Something. Yes, Patrick, you're absolutely correct. All during the 1800s, hmm. questions came up about direct taxation over and over and, well, I don't know how many times. came up several times. Wow. And every time the Supreme Court shot it down, it's not in accordance with the Constitution. It wasn't until 13, 1913 and the 1916 court that said, oh, yeah, all that's constitutional. The guys in the 1800s are wrong. <laughs> They're wrong. But they did. They're wrong. So, whoa. So when you have a good decision like the one that I have in my file somewhere, which because I, I kind of like to look at it and say, well, interesting. You, when you trade your labor for dollars, that's not income, according to the Supreme Court. So in theory then, or how does it work, Richard Proctor, when another Supreme Court says, no, they were wrong, do you got to go by the one that says they were wrong? That's what everybody does, Patrick. I would think they'd look at all the consensuses and take the consensus of the Supreme Court decisions over time, but they don't. Yeah. It's the one that they did, the last one. And if somebody came along in a Supreme Court and said, we're not going to allow taxes any longer, 16th Amendment is wrong, that's the one that would carry on forever. That will never happen. There's too much money sure. collected from us. Yeah. Illegally, by the way. One of the reasons that prompted me to, to call you, it's always fun to talk to you, is that, and thanks for coming on the show, by the way. I really, really appreciate your, your time. I really do. Um, two days ago, the Supreme Court ruled that this New York mandate for healthcare workers to get a vaccine was okay. And it seemed that Coney Barrett, uh, Barrett, and um, what's his face, Kavanaugh, kind of went to the dark side, and, and and they they agreed with the with the liberals. I mean, what's your take on that? There's something in the background telling them what to do. Wow! Come on, really? And they must do it. They must do it, or they'll be punished. That's what's going on. You really think why that's do you think what the Supreme Court? Remember the Supreme Court that was murdered in Texas? That's why. Scalia, yeah. It was an execution-style murder. You really think so? They found him in, they found him in the morning, laying on his bed, arms crossed, pillow over his head, completely dressed. Un, the bed, bed was not must. That was a signal to the other people, pay attention to what, you, what we tell you. Tell, tell folks about uh, Scalia and what he was about. Oh, yes. He was one of the finest judges we've had. Uh, we find Thomas that way, too. But Scalia was one of the finest judges we had. He, he would look at the Constitution and use it and apply it. And that just wasn't acceptable. So 
a guy like that can't be can't be left around. He either gets with us or he's going to find a new place to live. Wow. It's terrible what's I, going on. I know. I, it's like, and so somebody. I think parole. Yeah, somebody, somebody, somebody parole, smothered. Parole uh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> smothered Scalia. I mean, that's the story, right? And with a pillow. Yes. Wow. Yeah, here we go. Do you remember Perot when he was running back yeah, in the I uh, sure, 1900s? I sure do. And you remember he backed out? Yes, sir. And you remember he, for good of his family, he said. Yes. And then he came back in about a month later and it didn't make any difference, so nobody cared. He was leading the roost. He was on his way to be elected. That can't be. Why did he back out? Good of his family? Well, JFK got it because he didn't do what he was supposed to. Lincoln got it because he didn't do what he was supposed to. Scalia's got it. He didn't do what he was supposed to. Yeah. Well, I, I think I mentioned this before. I don't know if to you, but I live in Texas, as you know, the great state of Texas. Thank God. And I met the fellow who ran the Texas campaign for parole. And he told me that somebody threatened to kill his daughter and wife if he didn't back out. He told me that years ago. That's what I, now that's what I guessed at. I did not, well, no one ever you're told Well, a very me. intuitive guy. Yeah. Wow. I just, remember I wrote these books, these Liberty Series books? Yes, sir. They give a pattern of what's going on in government. All you have to do is look at what's happened. You can see the pattern. You know who did it and why. Roberts did it for over Obamacare. Just the same thing. Between one day to the next, he changed from I'm going to strike that down to it's a tax and legal. Now, that, that was done behind the scenes between one day and the next. And as you know, there's all kinds of rumors. There are only rumors and stuff about, about why uh, Mr. Roberts would be, uh, you know, compromised. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah it's there's always rumors. Pretty swampy. Yeah, yeah pretty swampy oh. stuff. And, all well, you have to do, Patrick, all you really have to do is watch the patterns of history. Mm -hmm. And the patterns of history will tell you what's happening today. History doesn't change. I mean, the history in the past doesn't change, but the patterns of why people do things, that doesn't change either. Let's go back to Power, the Supreme Court thing on, on the mandates. Is it possible that this really wasn't about vaccines for Kavanaugh and Barrett? Possible that they were ruling that New York could mandate vaccines. And is that constitutional? Article 6. Article 6. Nice to always have the articles available. <laughs> Article 6, paragraph 3, U.S. Constitution, by the way. Yes, sir. Says, senators and representatives and all members of the executive and judicial and legislative body, both of the United States and of the states that themselves shall be bound by an oath to support this constitution. This constitution does not give them the authority to do that. Wow. So being bound by an oath says, no, they don't have the authority to do it. So the, their oath of office is sacred. And if they take the oath of office to preserve, protect the constitution, what in the constitution says you can't force somebody to take some kind of thing that could hurt them. Article, uh, the Fourth Amendment, first, fourth, first few, Fourth Amendment, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, the very first right. Wow. So, 
we've had somebody on that suggests that you could actually hold people to their oath and get them to change. Have you ever seen that happen? Nope. Nope. I, I don't know of any case where it's happened. Hmm. Threats, maybe. You know, like the guys above everybody else do all the time. Yes, sir. But uh, I don't know of any, I don't know of an instance. How many, how many times should we have impeached all of the Supreme Court justices at one time? All of them at one time. Sometimes they have unanimous views that are contrary to the Constitution. Can a Supreme Court person be impeached? Oh, absolutely. Hmm. Yes, it's done in Congress. Yes. Really? They're really? not going to do it, though. Why? Because they want they want what the Supreme Court's telling them to do. Oh, because the same people controlling the court is controlling the Congress, and it's just one big, yeah, party. Yep. Now, if you really want to know what the Constitution says about this making laws about the Constitution itself, we look at and we look at Article Three. Uh huh. The very thing. There's very something very interesting. Well, there's lots interesting. <laughs> Article Three, Section One. The first three letters are first three words are the judicial power. Now, there's no question about that. Section two, the first three words, the judicial power. No question about that. And then in section two, it goes through and lists the power it has. And, and it lists about um, ambassadors and public ministers, admiralty and maritime jurisdiction, uh, controversies between two or more states, between a, the state and citizens of another state, between citizens of different states, between citizens of the same state claiming lands under a different state, land land or citizens thereof, foreign states. Do you notice that it's always to do with states or foreign, not state laws, just controversies between the states. Dis differences of opinion that are important, that are, that are constitutionally important between the states. That's when they're in a position to do something. All the rest of everything they do is unconstitutional. And there's nothing in there that gave Marshall the opportunity to say, through judicial review, we will decide what's constitutional. Nothing in there allows him to do that. Wow. So the minute he said that, he violated the Constitution. Therefore, the paragraph, the sentence or the phrase before we said anything against the Constitution is null and void. Therefore, that statement is null and void. It's a circle. Go ahead, Patrick. Well, that's okay. This was Marshall. Tell folks that's the one that you've mentioned before that really screwed things up. How long ago was that? 1803, 1816, and 1819. Three times. And he said what again? He said, I have, I, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, decree that we have the right and the responsibility to review all laws passed by Congress and signed by the President. We, I, am above the President and the Congress of the United States. We, I, are going to control this country federally. Then in 16, he went through the same rigmarole and said, I, we, will control all the states, Constitution, and laws. On 19, he said, we get our power from the people, we can do it. And none of that's true. That's that's. Everybody can read them if they want to. They're all brought about in my, my book, Saving the Constitution and the Liberty Series. Both those decisions, all three of them, were in violation of the Constitution, but he didn't care. He What he wanted was power. He got it. And nobody questioned it back then? Oh, yes. 
Thomas Jefferson made a big deal about it in oh, the letter of 1820. Good old time. He said, he said yeah. yeah, he said, come on, guys. He was writing not to them, but to somebody else. Come on, guys. Supreme Court justices have bias. They want things to go their own way. They're, they're not immune to that kind of stuff. It's the people who make those decisions. And if the people don't know, you teach them, you don't take it away from them. And he's very clear. 1820. The bad part of that, if we want to look at it, is that that 1803 decision was done during his administration. Oops. So, so, um, but again, the the founders put together this Supreme Court not to do pretty much any of the stuff they do today, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Their job is international dealings of the United States over the, the seas, high seas dealings with the United States, and controversies between states. Hmm. So in, in November of last year, two state, one state sued eight others, Texas against the others, and what did the Supreme Court do? No standing. You can't do that. It is the only power they had in that election. And they turned it away and said, we're not going to do it. Hmm. What kind of people are these? Where's the integrity of these folks? Yeah. I mean, it was their job to, to look at what, what Texas says. It was their job to look at what the other states said and make a decision. They didn't do that. They just threw it out the window and said, we're not going to do anything. You're talking about the Texas-led uh, thing on the, the whole voter fraud. And they just turned it down, right? Uh-huh. They just turned it down. Hmm. Their job was to look at that. That's what they're for. That was one of their main things. Doesn't it say controversies between states? Let me see there. Let me see. Two controversies between two or more states. That's one of their singled out powers. Article 3, Section 2, Paragraph 1. So that right, right there, Sir Richard, uh, tells us, as much as we don't like to think about it, that these people are swampy. Yes. Wow. Yes. So what do we, the people, do with a swampy Supreme Court that these people, God. Well, Patrick, we we, we got to give you, this is my opinion, okay, the Dickies' opinion, okay? I'm not going to say everybody else believes okay. this, the Dickie believes this, yeah, okay? Exactly. We got that straight? <laughs> the, uh, the swamp, federal government, Congress, Washington, D.C., that stuff they put the fence around is a lost cause. Don't try to do anything with it. It won't work. They're controlled. You can't stop it. But you can go to your state, and your state can nullify anything from the federal government yes, that sir. is not authorized yes, sir. Uh, by the Constitution. And that's what Article 6 said that I read you a few minutes ago. Yeah. If the only way that you can support the Constitution, this Constitution, is by nullifying things are improper. So, and it almost feels like that energy is moving towards there in a bit, you know, with Florida and Texas, right? DeSantis is, he's, did you see where he's uh, doing his own military in Florida? <laughs> DeSantis? No, I didn't notice oh, yeah. that, but it's, it's, it caused the militia. It's yeah, called, it that's right. Called the, please call it the militia. Right? Yeah, 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 the, yeah. And also, uh, they're, are sheriffs down in South Texas that are hiring militia to help protect the border as well. So these people yep. are starting to smell the, the the freedom of nullification, aren't they? Maybe this is yes, where we're going. Are. Wow, that'd be exciting, well, wouldn't it? 
Yes, in instance, let's take back, I don't remember exactly the date. It's a pity I don't, but I can look it up. Rail ID, R-E-A-L-I-D, mm-hmm. was a dictation by the Homeland Security that every state was going to change their driver's license to accommodate what the federal government told them to do. And a couple of states up in the, up in Michigan, Wisconsin, up there said, we ain't going to do it, period. Mm-hmm. We're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, we'll give you a waiver. They said, we don't want a waiver. We're not going to do it. <laughs> so the Homeland Security backed down. Ah, uh, yeah. And that went away. It's back. Now they put gold stars on pass on your on your driver's license. And if you don't have a gold star, you can't get on a plane. Oh, I didn't know that. The same the same thing came around. After it got we got rid of it as states and people. They what I think again, remember patterns? I talk about patterns. Yes, sir. If you look back on the day that if you look back on the day that the oh, oh real id stuff came up that's going to be prior to all of the credit card chips and all the credit card scroll uh, uh, magnetic thing all of that after the real id went away the credit card card companies began to put magnetic strips on the back and you had to have a magnetic strip to run it and then they did tap and go remember tap and go yeah all these things are very convenient over the over the internet they've actually got credit card situations where you can go into a store, put everything you want in your cart and walk out of the store. When you go through the door, right. the, the scanners read what you have, sends you a bill. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that's been done. That opened the door for the people to accept the stuff on their, on their uh, what's that thing called? Dr- uh, driver's license. Hmm. They wouldn't do it before, but now they've been conditioned, and so they accepted. Now nobody cares. Go ahead, I'll do it. That's right. You know, we are seeing all kinds of, uh, of um, evidence, Mr. Proctor, that this thing is, you know, some of the courts are, have already ruled, the federal courts, that the Biden mandates are unconstitutional, right? They, they said they can't. Yes. They, and then also now oh. they're turned around on the military. They've been postponing firing these guys on the vaccine mandates. mandates. And also um, Amtrak just turned around and said, no, that's all right. We can't do that vaccine mandate thing. We're not going to do it. So we're seeing some light at the end of the tunnel here. Yes. Yes. And that's a good thing. But no. each time the judges do something, they they put it in a small box. Yeah. So it doesn't affect anything else. Well, one of the small boxes, one of the small boxes is that we, as as owners of businesses, have a right to do our business as we want to. So if we have a right to do that, we have a right to require the shot, the jab. That's our right. And it is true. It is. Yeah. The government can't do it. A government company can't. A government organization can't do it. State, local, anything. They can't. But the businesses have a right. But you see, the businesses, many of them are very wealthy people, and they're a part of the same team that wants it done anyway, so they're going to do it anyway. All right. But uh, um, our our guy here, uh, Abbott, he he put a thing out, uh, an executive order, and then I, I think it's in the legislature right now, Texas, that uh, you cannot do vaccine mandates in the state of Texas. Pretty cool. So then, because of that, American Airlines backed down on their deal because they're based out of Texas. 
Good. And I think that's excellent. Yeah. But you know what the people that were opposed to that said? I'm sure you do, but I want to read it. The people that were opposed said, Governor, you don't have the right to control business. See, he was telling business that they didn't have to do this. Hmm. And they said, you don't have a right to do that. But the people who were saying he didn't have a right were the ones who put that on in the first place. <laughs> so where's the honesty here? Where's the integrity? He did the right thing. Does a governor... Is that executive order and uh, hopefully legislature, do they have the right to do that? The legislature does. Executive orders do not. Okay. But the legislature does. So a legislature in a, in a state like Texas or Utah can actually tell a private company what they can or can't do? No, no, you really can't do that. Yeah. Constitutionally, they have a right to do what they want to do. But they can tell the government agencies what they can do. Okay. Can do. But not a private company. So not e a private company. even if the legislature yeah. passes this thing, American Airlines, if they really wanted to do it, they could they could do it. Yes. Yeah. And that's absolutely true. Of course this now there's one piece of this, Patrick, that's very important. Hmm. They cannot mandate you and I can't work. They cannot mandate that you and I are, are jailed in our homes. They cannot mandate masks. They cannot mandate social distancing. That cannot be done because private companies don't do that to you in your home and your personal life. So the governments are violating our rights by doing those things, and they have no right to do that. And there are two titles, Title 42 and Title 18 of the U.S. Code, that say if you do that, you're going to be punished. So out in California with uh, Governor Mussolini and all these crazy things they're doing with Max and masking and all that, that's all unconstitutional. Every bit. Hmm. Every bit. They can't do that. Color of law. Big deal color of law. It, it goes so, it's so severe in the punishments of color of law that it actually goes as far as execution if it's done enough, worse, bad enough. But there's always, there's always fines and jail penalties authorized. Always. There's lots of them. I mean, you, you go to section, you go to Title 224, and I believe it's section 242. Again, I'd have to look it up. But that title says, this is what's going to happen to you if you do any of these things. And it was, it, that's a big, long, it's a big, long section that goes through things that had occurred historically since the one that was since Title 18. What, oh, yeah. What the would government's it, very clear. Yeah. The law is very clear. Go what ahead. would it take in California for uh, the people to not uh, turn that around, what Mussolini says, or, or is there a best option just not to do it? No, 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 no. Let me put it this way. Okay. I, this is what I kind of say to the groups that I talk to. One person can't get away with it. Maybe five can't get away with it because the police force is <clears throat> partial to their jobs. Okay? Maybe 10. But 100, 200 people, they couldn't get them all. If 100 or 200 would stand together, or more than that, mm -hmm. they would stand together. They could overturn this. They could say, I ain't doing it, and that's that. That's it, yeah. Uh, here's another story, out this, yeah, another story out this morning. Los Angeles District postpones vaccine mandates as thousands of students are protesting and remain unvaccinated. See? Just like you say. See? That's it right there. That's how it's done. Boom. Thousands. Boom. It's not done by one or two or three. It's done by thousands. 
So when we get off our duffs in this country and begin to understand the Constitution and our rights, and we do it by the thousands, all these things from the federal government will go away. Hmm. Let me do a little commercial here, okay? Let me do a commercial and we'll be back. If you have a question for Richard Proctor, as you can hear, he knows his stuff. Uh, Saving the Constitution will make a great book to give to your family and friends for Christmas. Right, Richard? That'll be a good book. And they can get it at uh, provisinstitute.com or even go to your Amazon place. They got it there, too. Yeah, they have, they have Bathroom Economics and, and Saving the Constitution on Amazon. Bathroom Economics and Saving the Constitution on Amazon. And then all the other books. And now if you're considering homeschooling because you're kind of getting tired of uh, your schools telling you what to do, uh, check out Richard's site for his whole series and great, great books for the homeschoolers. Right, Richard? How many, how many do you have for the homeschoolers? Two. One, easily understood economics that teaches economics in a way the youthies can understand. Mm-hmm. And a constitution, if you can keep it, which teaches the constitution in a way the youthies can understand. Oh, that's great. And both of those are spiral bound, so they lay flat on the table. And they have questions and answers. And the parents can tear the answers out of the back, put them aside, let the kids answer them on separate pieces of paper and can use the same book for several kids. Oh, that's great. Good job. Okay, you stay right there and we're going to have a little a colostrum here. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum too. Well, it's a great company. I've known Daniel forever and ever, and uh, let me get on here alone and let Richard uh, Proctor rest for a moment while we continue this break. I've known Daniel for uh, 10 years and just an excellent, uh, wonderful guy. Uh, High quality, just uh, the best ever that you can imagine in the way of uh, the way he puts things together. And his pine pollen, we love that one. And uh, the uh, elk velvet antler guys, these are two great ones for you. The digestive bitters, this is a good good one to try. You spray this little puppy after you eat, and it works uh, like a, um, on the 
gallbladder and liver to help you digest food. Really, really good. All from Sir Thrival. We're, we're quite fortunate to have uh, Shen Blossom as one of our affiliates. You see a little picture here. This is one of the products that I mix with colostrum in my morning smoothies. I like to do uh, oat milk as my fave and fruit and this grotein product, which is essential chlorophyll protein powder. First ingredient is bamboo, if you can believe that. You want to be like a koala bear? They're pretty strong. Yeah, and they hang around in trees and make babies. Uh, and uh, then I put uh, oh, spirulina and chlorella and coconut oil, and I really pack this baby up. And you can have this in the morning, and you don't need to eat for three, six, seven, eight hours. I mean, it's out of control how it really gets you going, especially with the coconut oil and the protein. And if you want to lose weight, you could just eat this and nothing else, and, and you just can't, couldn't possibly gain weight doing this one. Um, I want to mention a few of the other products on Shen Blossom because it's such a wonderful uh, uh, resource. If you go to our website, you'll see Shen Blossom. And this one that we talk a lot about, this is called Rise. It's a, a male potency formula. So if you want to kick up uh, libido and go south of the border there and get a little more juice, this is a very, very fine formula. It works on all the organs of the body. It's not just kind of a Viagra kind of a thing, and not at all. It's just all herbs. So it's really uh, uh, nourishing for the different organs that work with the libido aspect, which is every organ in the body, really, especially the kidneys. They also have a, a blood purifier detoxification guy. You can take a few drops of this. It's called Hinoki blood purifier. Really cool. You can feel this puppy. I'm going to go through a few of the other ones here. Uh, lots of very nice green teas. If you like a little bit of caffeine hit in the morning, but coffee sometimes a little bit too acidic or doesn't uh, sit well with you, try green tea. Very healing, very beneficial for all aspects of your body. And you get a little uh, green tea, uh, you know, monks, and it's been used uh, since the beginning of time for meditation. So you can, you can kind of get the idea that if it's used for meditation, it's not a speedy kind of thing like uh, more uh, coffee uh, is. Uh, goji berries and shizandra on Shen Blossom, uh, both protein products, I mentioned that. The Hishi Wu formula, I just ordered one of those, and this is for the kidney. Very powerful for the kidney, and you can uh, get this guy on Shen Blossom. So, uh, beautiful things. Seaweed powders that are just out of control, good. Everything is so um, exquisitely produced that you'll just be kind of happy. Here's a product, too, that I love that I take in the morning. It's called Mountain Detox, and it's a parasite and microbe detox formula. You can take this puppy before you eat, also first thing in the morning. So you can see he's really loaded up here with uh, all kinds of great things, on and on and on. This is Shen Blossom. Shen Blossom, again, let me show you a picture of the protein thing. You can mix this with your colostrum and have a good time with that. So uh, go on there. Uh, let us know if we can help uh, with any of it. And if you have questions, I'm happy to, um, to answer questions. But Shen Blossom on our front page, OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We love talking to Richard Proctor. He's a good man. He's out in Utah. How much snow did you guys have? 
Oh, it, it looks like it's accumulated to about uh, 10 inches, something oh, really? like that. Really? Really? You like it out there uh, in Utah? How long you lived out there? Oh, I've lived out here. Well, I was, I, I've lived out here since I was eight years old, off really? and on. I've also traveled the world at the same time. Yeah. This has been my, my place since, since, since I was eight. Uh-huh. What, what is Utah uh, as far as uh, governor and folks? Are they pretty cool, like freedom-loving people, or...? No, they are not. They're not. <laughs> what are you going to do, no, right? No, they yeah. are not. Yeah. No, they are not. Not quite as bad as some places, but yeah. not nearly as good as others. Yeah. Are there uh, quite a few, you hear about the, the whole Mormon culture out in Utah? Is that pre- prevalent? Yep, that's the culture out here, yes. Is uh-huh. it? Well, they're pretty cool people, right? They put back oh, oh, yes. food. and yes, they're, they they're, they're, they're good, good people, folks. aren't they? I like them. I like the folks, but many of them are following the drumbeat of the mandates. No kidding. You would think that they would yes. not, that they would not. I would think they would not, yes. Hmm. I wonder what's it's going a disappointment on. disappointment to me. Yeah, I wonder what's going on in the know. human condition with, you know, maybe they watch the news too much or something. Yes, I know they're all glued to the news. Are they? Every day, all glued to the news. Richard has a great book that I, I highly recommend. It's called Saving the Constitution. And you can get it on Amazon or on his website, provisinstitute.com. And give give a few of these away to your brother who's crazy and your cousin. <laughs> your cousin That's Harry, it. who thinks you're crazy and doesn't think the Constitution matters. <laughs> Which we, we do what we can, Richard. I mean, you know what I mean? <clears throat> yes. I, I, if, we, if we didn't say anything, what we're saying would not get said. That's right. I mean, what are you going to do, right? Let me, let me read yeah. this one. Here's an interesting email for you. It's kind of long, but I'm going to read it because they wrote it. Here's an email. They don't have a name, but he says, We the people has a capital P. That makes it a captainum. Do you know that word? Well, I don't understand the word, but if he means important, he does. Okay, it let's does. keep going. Also in the Constitution preamble, posterity is capitalized. A captainum. Captainum, I guess that's the way you pronounce it, is a word that changes its meaning when it's capitalized. That means people mean a specific people and not all the people as the same with prosperity. I'll go on and then you can comment. Um, uh, Oh, where was I? There are 39 signatures on the Constitution. A contract must state the identity of whom it applies to so when you have one group of people establishing something for another group, the ones doing the establishing are in the superior position. These are the people who have legal standing. So let's, he goes on, but let's work with what he said. Did you understand what he's saying here? Yes, I did. I would just add one thing to it. They may, the people who are saying it, have the most responsibility. That's how contracts are. If I write a contract, then I'm responsible for it. And, and if somebody takes issue with it, it's, it's my response. So these men wrote a contract, and then they all signed it. That's important because it was put out there by under their signatures. There was no United States when they signed this, okay? There was no Constitution of the United States, nothing. This was the proposal. After it was ratified, then it became a, a supreme law of the land but not before. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to notice, just think of the words that are capitalized just in the preamble. We, 
people, United States, order, union, justice, tranquility, welfare, blessings, liberty. Look at how many, posterity, constitution, United States, America. Hmm. Look at those are all very important phrases, very important titles. And if you think about it, notice this, to our, our prosperity, our posterity, that's where the, us and the kids we have, grandkids and everybody, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. And it's we the people, not us the government. It's we the people. We the people. He goes on. The United States of America surrendered all right, title, and interest to the United States. There are many court cases validating this. Is that true? I, read it again, please. The United States of America, writes an emailer, surrendered all right, title, and interest to, quote, the United States. No, we did not. No, 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 no. We, we honor a federal government. That is the supreme. We honor a constitution which binds the federal government. We did not surrender our rights. We said we are expecting you, federal government, to do what the Constitution says. We didn't give them up. They're written, but the Constitution is not, is not written for our rights. People think the Constitution was written for us. Well, it is independently, but it's really the, the chains of the fed, on the federal government. On the, on the federal government. We have the chains on the federal government. They cannot do anything except what it says. Yeah. That's what the 10th Amendment is. People, the 10th Amendment is very confusing. The power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively to the, or to the people. Uh, let me just say it another way. Federal government can do only what the Constitution allows it to do. The states can do everything they want except what the Constitution says they can't do. Now, that's what that says. Federal government can only do what's written in this book, this book right here. Yes, sir. And the states can do anything they want as long as this book doesn't prohibit it. And it's correct to say that all of these uh, rights, <laughs> Bill of Rights and that, are really God-given rights that we have oh, yes. unalienable right to have and that they're only memorialized, right? They're only written down in the Constitution. But these, 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 these words in the Constitution is not what gives us the right to protect our body, correct? Yes, it's God. They're natural laws. Natural laws. Inalienable rights are God's laws, and they cannot be taken from us by government. But the Ninth Amendment clarifies that some. I'm going to read that. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So what does that say? That says, yes, there are rights written in the Constitution, but you got more than the Constitution writes down and you still have them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Example, the Constitution doesn't say a thing about the right of exclusivity. Exclusivity. You have the right to exclusive exclusivity of your family, friends, whoever you want to be. You have the right to exclude people. They do not have the right to tell you you must include them. Ah, you have the right to exclude them. That's not written in the Constitution, but that's what the Ninth Amendment says. So this emailer goes on, and I suspect that you're going to disagree because you 
disagree with the sentence ahead of it, before it, Americans have no right, no title, no interest because of this. He said, because we surrendered all right, title, and interest to the United States. But you said that's not true. That's not true. You can see it right there in the 9th and 10th, 11th, say that we did not do that. He goes on. So the people think they have a say, but they don't have a say. And the system is going to be doing that. It is doing because it's doing it for the posterity, for those that have created the system, being the 39 signatories. No, it was ratified by the states at the time. Oh, he's saying, I've heard this before, that the signatories are the only people that this applies to because it was called P. No, no, no. Posterity. No, no. Okay. I'm, I'm amazed at how we construe stuff. Okay. The, the ratification of the document in accordance with the, with the seventh, amend, a seventh article uh, puts that whole package on uh, for us. We don't lose anything, and it doesn't only apply to the 39. It applies to everybody because it was ratified. Okay. I mean, we can construe, we can construe anything we want. Sure, sure. And anybody can take words to construe whatever they want it to be. Just read the words. Don't try to construe stuff out of them. Okay. He, did, he goes on to say, and it's interesting, we should continue. And I've heard it before, but you're suggesting this is not correct. Since you could not have signed on to this social compact to be equal in right, to have standing to use the Constitution, then you must be off the bloodline to have the prosperity to do this. This is why nothing happens when these challenges are made, a waste of time and money, and the show keeps going on. That's too bad. Yeah, that's Absolutely true. incorrect. Okay. There's nothing to do with bloodlines of the, of the people who signed the document. Absolutely nothing. Those people put their lives on the line to do this. Then we ratified what they did. That changed the responsibility from them to us. Ratification, Article 7. So when the states ratify it, it, it just really nullifies what this uh, email is saying, right? Yes, uh-huh, exactly. In fact, even the 39 who wrote it, who signed it, if it was not ratified, it doesn't apply to them either. Hmm. Oh, really? It's got to be ratified. Yeah, think about it this way. No. I've got a contract. I'm going to build a, a house for you. I'm going to I'm going to build it for you for $20,000. And you say, "No, you're not. I'm not going to accept that." Does that does that mean that I'm still liable to the contract because I wrote it? Heavens no. I'm exiled from it and so are you. It's gone. That's the same thing. We ratified it. Therefore, we accepted it and everybody if we had not ratified it, it wouldn't apply to anybody. An email from Matthew in the great state of Florida. How is it then that a company can mandate that you get a, an injection which violates the Constitution. I don't understand. Well, okay, think about this for a moment. Do you have rights from the, for, to, let me say, do you have a right to mandate your wearing a mask? Wait a minute. Sure you do. Do I have a right to do what? Do one? you have a mandate? Do you have the authority to mandate you, me, me? Do I have authority to mandate that I would wear a mask? Okay, we can do that. Sure we, sure we have. Do I have authority to tell you, Pat, you have to wear a mask? No. No. If you were my employee, okay, yeah. I can mandate for me. Can I mandate for my employees? Yes. We can. That's my right. That's my right as an employer. Their right is to quit. That's it. So even if a mandate by an employer 
is abhorrent to the Constitution, they can do it because the because they can do it because they they have a, it's a private company. They are an entity. They are an yes. entity, hmm. and they're operating just the same as you and I operate. But you have the right to quit. I'm not going to do that. Well, then you're going to you're going to be fired. No, you're not. I'm going to quit. Boom. Out of here. You have the right. You see, you don't have to do it. But as long as you're accepting money from him, you know, you get a paycheck and you're obligated to do what he asks you to do, whether it's sweep the floor yes, or wear a mask. Yeah. That's your obligation. That's just the way it is. You don't right? have to do it. Yeah. Quit. Yeah. Quit. But that's why it's different when a state like New York suggests that all healthcare workers have to be in, uh, you know, injected. That's different. Yeah, they, no, no, it's not different. They don't have any right to tell the health, the health companies the businesses that run hospitals, the businesses that run clinics, they don't have any right to tell what those people are going to do, the right. government. None, 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 none. No. The clinics and the hospitals do, but not the government. No, no, no. So that's why Barrett and Gavinow were just on the dark side in this uh, decision two days ago. Yes. Hmm. Completely on the dark side. Wow. They don't know what they're doing. They are doing what they're told to do. But that doesn't indicate God in this instance. <laughs> They're doing what they're told to do, but it doesn't indicate God or Jesus Christ or anything. Or anything, yeah, it's got nothing to do else. with that. Yeah, somebody else. Yes. Oh, God. So this really, before we go, because we've got to run and do another interview, but this really does give credence and more energy to what you said earlier, that it doesn't look like Washington, D.C., this fence around it, the Supreme Court, the Congress, the Senate, you know, all these people are ever going to get religion and do the right thing. They're just not going to, no. are they? They're just not I going to. I do not believe they ever will. Yeah. No. Yeah. They've got a fence around them, and they should stay within their fence. <laughs> just stay there, you know, and leave us alone. And we're just going to have to figure out something else, right? Go. Yeah, well, the states can do it. The states can do it. Mm -hmm. Every state can do exactly what it, what they want. They can say, no, we will not. Yeah. Because you see, none of those things they're doing are in the Constitution. Therefore, the states have it, not the So country. it wouldn't necessarily have to form a new country, Texas and Florida and Oklahoma and Tennessee and other places that North Dakota that are awake. They could just be on their own, and you don't necessarily even have to get together and form a new country. I mean, you could, but you no, don't they have don't. to. There's still, states of the, there's still states of the United States. Just because they will not do something that's unconstitutional doesn't deprive them of their statehood. They're still a part of the country. They're just, they're just saying, we will not do stuff that's unconstitutional in accordance with Article 6 and the Tenth yeah. Amendment. But you stated before, which is pretty cool, since we believe, uh, don't try this at home, that the whole income tax thing is unconstitutional, the state could actually say that People in Texas, we're not going to pay income taxes, couldn't can they? Yes, they can. Well, that's pretty cool. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. It's very clear. <laughs> Article 1, Section 2, Paragraph 3. Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned among the states. Direct taxes shall be apportioned among the states, not the people. What does that mean? That means that, that states will pay the taxes to the federal government, not the people. That's what that means. Wow. Direct, you see, you have direct taxes and income taxes. Those are the two kinds. An income tax that's directly on the people. I pay the federal government is a direct tax by the government on me. That authority is not delegated. It's delegated to the states. The states have 
direct, uh, the states can be taxed directly. That's what that says. Article 1, Section 2, Paragraph 3. It also says that the state must collect in, a, uh, in another way. It also says that the state must collect from the people what the people need to pay for the federal mandate. But you see, the state can say, we're not going to pay it. And, uh, That's not right. We're and, uh, not going to pay it. And you see, the, the government can't throw them in prison. Wow. But they can you and me if we say we're not going to do it. Well, the states can nullify anything not in accordance with the Constitution. Sounds like the a great sounds like a great screenplay. Sounds like a great screenplay for me. Maybe it'll only happen in the movies, but let's uh, let's think about it. Richard. We got to run because we got uh, we got uh, sure. uh, started late and have another interview. I know in about ten minutes, but it's such an honor to have you on the show. Thank you. It's good I, to talk to somebody I, who, I would, who knows this stuff. I, I would like to come on very often. We can we can chat like this and have a good time. Yeah, I mean it's it's important stuff. Otherwise, we're just running around chasing our tail around here. You know, we need guys like you to tell us what the hell is going on. So you have a and you know yeah, that's the book. You notice this? As I did this today. I read out of this book every time. The Constitution. The Constitution. They can see this book, can they not, on the screen? Kind of uh, push it up. There you go. To your left. boy. That's the book. That's, That's the, book. the book. Not me, the book. Okay? Your two books for the homeschoolers are If You Can Keep It? Yes. If You Can Keep the, if you can keep the Constitution. We, we, we did that off a republic, If You Can Keep It. Yeah. That's the idea that Ben Franklin, right? Somebody... He yes. was coming out of the out of the Constitutional Convention, and somebody said, "What kind of government have you given us?" And he said, "The yes. a, a, a republic, if you can keep it, right? A constitutional republic." Right. Yeah, yeah. That's and what today we have. We too. have a fascist. Yeah, that's we what drives me crazy too. We have a constitutional republic, and how often do you hear the D word, democracy? We're not a democracy. What's up with that? No, what, democratic republic is is an oxymoron. Democracy and republic can never match. Yeah. It's an oxymoron. It's been thrown out there to confuse us, though. I'll tell you what a democracy is. My favorite, right? You've heard it. Uh, three wolves and two chickens voting what's for dinner. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> right. That's, absolutely that's right. That's a democracy. And the chickens, the chickens have a lot to say about this. Yeah, thing. well, they, they all voted, though, and that's a problem. All right, guy, we got to go. Happy holidays. You we'll bet. see you soon. Take, Take care. care. Thanks too. for coming Merry on. Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Richard Proctor. Yeah, I mean, what a good guy. I mean, he's the best. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. It's like, come on. Let me get rid of this guy so we can uh, get the next guy on here. Okay. Leave meeting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's cool, huh? Um, okay, so we're going to take just a quick break, about 10 minutes. Stay right there. And uh, uh, Brandon uh, Smith is going to come on. He's a good guy. We're going to talk about uh, collectivism. Do you know what that is? Well, you should, because there's a lot of it going on. Socialism, you know about that. And uh, why these young whippersnappers are kind of, you know, just kind of going for it. I mean, you know, why, why are they? Well, we will uh, figure it out, and we're going to do it in about 10 minutes. Stay right there. I love you all very much. Thank you. Uh, may the blessings be. Take care. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is one. RadioNetwork.com.